0: I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my big bag of onions.
1: The government, California, broken hearts, they pass along. This night we'll share a lover on that doll radio. How the soul ready many-
2: some of these differences. Some jobs require really specific hours and others are more flexible. Take your prototypical businesswoman. Maybe she's a venture capitalist, maybe she's an accountant. Either way, she has a pretty standard nine to five schedule so she can meet with other business people or with clients and if she's not available to her clients when they need her, her bosses won't think she's doing a good job. Now compare that to a scientist who works in a lab. Most of her work is self-directed and it doesn't really matter when she runs her experiments as long as she gets them done. For the millions of women in jobs that demand very specific hours, the wage gap is larger than it is for women in jobs with more flexible hours. And there's one job where we can see this really clearly. In the 1970s, women pharmacists earned about 66% of what men did. Pharmacies used to be mostly independent businesses where a single pharmacist might be responsible for keeping a shop open whenever people needed it. Today, most pharmacies are owned by large chains and they stay open longer, which means they need more pharmacists. Women pharmacists now have a lot more options and a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift is just as good as a 9 to 5 shift. Nobody really gets rewarded for working exceptionally long hours. And the wage gap for pharmacists has shrunk dramatically. Today, female pharmacists make 92% of what their male counterparts do. Of course, we can't all be pharmacists. There will always be jobs where it's important to work particular hours. But there are also lots of jobs where hours could potentially become more flexible than they are right now. And the research tells us that the more we can make that work, the more the wage gap is going to shrink.
3: as we have learned by now the plastic waste issue is severe and both the public and private sectors have responsibilities towards overcoming this challenge however please do not feel powerless as a consumer The internet offers multiple actions that can be taken by individuals to reduce their plastic footprint. Some of them will even have favorable side effects. Since these are many opportunities to diminish plastic use, we will focus on some we value easy to implement and high in reward. First of all, recently a new app has been launched called My Little Plastic Footprint. This app aims at raising awareness and wants to support you in reducing your plastic footprint. According to Professor Engler of the US Environmental Protection Agency, around 90% of the plastics we use daily is disposable. So, think critically about what disposables you really need, and what disposables plastics you could easily be replaced by alternatives. A wide suggested action is purchasing reusable bottles for drinking your daily water and coffee routine. Compared to takeaway and ready-to-eat meals, cooking your own dinner could make a positive change with regard to plastics involved especially according to Dr. Hunter from Greenpeace, when you use fresh products. You're listening to Build Big Bag of Onions.
0: Only two short stops to average melon. I had a and find new York.
4: This is Indonesia's income distribution as measured by Statistics Indonesia. According to the data, the richest group in Indonesia has half of the nation's income, or as much income as everybody else combined. And this is still not the reality of the situation. The actual richest Indonesians are not captured in the survey data. So Indonesia's real level of inequality is probably even higher. If Indonesia allows inequality to remain high, it is not just bad for the poor, but also for the entire population. High inequality can cause lower economic growth and can incite conflict, which hurts everyone. So, what can be done about this high inequality? The survey respondents selected three policies that are the highest priority for reducing inequality. First, social protection policies, that help to promote and protect the poorest groups. Secondly, creating more and better jobs, so that the poorest groups can earn higher incomes. Third, eradicating corruption, so people don't get rich unfairly. Most importantly, 88% of people believe that it is urgent, or even very urgent, for the government to take action on inequality. This means that Indonesia wants action now.
5: Hold
6: your fire I'm coming out and I'll tell you the truth I was trying to raise my room did you see it that i needed to prove that my stinger always stays you said she's beautiful when she plays did i hit you in the proper place The spot.
7: The in your court becomes unnecessary, his skills no longer required, you must kick him out. After a successful coup, the new dictator will purge some of those who helped him come to power while working with the underlings of the previous dictator, which from the outside seems a terrible idea. Why abandon your fellow revolutionaries? Are the old dictator's supporters not a danger? But the keys necessary to gain power are not the same as those needed to keep it. Having someone on the page Payroll who was vital in the past but useless now is the same as spending money on the citizens. Treasure wasted on the irrelevant. And by definition, a dictator that pulls off a coup has promised greater treasure to those switching sides. The size of the vault has not changed, so the treasure must be split among fewer. A dictator that sways the right keys, takes control of the treasure, cuts unnecessary spending, kills unnecessary keys, will have a long and successful career. But seeing the structure unveiled, you might be excited to get started and control a country to the benefit of you and your cronies. Or you might be exhausted, wishing to do good but seeing the structural difficulties. Now turn to democracy for salvation.
8: Another major issue for developing countries is a lack of educational opportunities. The UN predicted in 2011 that if all students had even basic reading skills, world poverty could be reduced by more than 10%. But illiteracy is an asymmetrical problem and affects considerably more women than men. Of roughly 780 million illiterate adults worldwide, two-thirds are female. As a result, women have considerably fewer opportunities and it hurts a country's ability to progress economically without a fully educated workforce. This inequality is rampant and not exclusively relegated to gender. Economic inequality is also drawn along racial and social divides. Countries like Namibia see only a few thousand white landowners owning almost half of the country's agricultural land for a population of more than 2 million. In fact, land distribution has become an increasingly relevant issue. With man-made climate change, deforestation, and overfishing, the rapid environmental decline might be too late to reverse. Although organizations like the UN have implemented standards and worked to save forests, oceans, and the atmosphere, it continues to be a serious issue for the international community. The UN summit's 17 global goals span from micro to macro and hope to contribute to solutions for the world's biggest problems.
1: You're listening onions Yang Punya Bill.
9: you I'll be okay. I can dream the rest away. It's just a little touch of fate, it'll be okay. It sure takes its precious time, but it's got rights and so have I. I turn my head up to the sky. Focus one thought at a time I do not let the little thieves under my tightly button sleep It couldn't be a longer time I feel like I'm walking blind I have no arrival time There are no legible signs
10: Russia is immense. It spans 5,000 miles across, 2,000 miles vertically, crosses 11 time zones, borders everywhere from Norway to North Korea, and is as close to Anchorage as it is to Amsterdam. It's huge, but it has a problem. A problem that can explain part of why the average Russian, living at the same latitude as Finland, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, and Canada, makes only 7,500 American dollars per year. A problem that can explain at least a portion of almost every political decision the country has ever made. Russia's geography is flawed. What you have to remember about Russia is that the majority of Russians live in Europe. Three quarters of Russia's population lives in the western quarter of the country. Therefore, as a country with a fairly centralized power system, many of its decisions go to protect the country core in and around Moscow. Russia has never developed economically to the same level as some of its neighbors. Its GDP per capita is right around that of Mauritius, Grenada, and Turkey. And this, once again, can be at least partially attributed to geography. Historically, naval power equaled power. The two were synonymous. There was no better way for countries to project their power and grow their economy than to have a powerful navy and merchant fleet. Many of the most powerful countries today the United Kingdom, Japan, and China, for example, were ones that once had the most powerful navies in the world. There's a reason that none of the 18 largest economies in the world are landlocked countries. Onion is
7: as onion does.
1: So many troubles on your nervous mind. But don't worry, baby, it's gonna work out fine. You heard the sound of footsteps stealing across the floor. He picked up the receiver, you didn't know what for. Then you saw a shadow stepping through the door. by the window, staring out at the night, you see your lover leaning against the old tree light, but don't worry baby, it's gonna be alright, he was tossing and turning and he couldn't sleep, he said he shouldn't bother, it was just a dream, so where was
7: just onion after onion.
11: Australia is one of the most food secure countries. We produce enough food to feed the nation nearly three times over, but food security is more than just how much food is produced. For a country to be food secure, there needs to be a consistent supply of healthy food and it needs to be accessible to all. We already have enough healthy food to feed the world, but the problem is that it isn't distributed equally. You may like to discuss what constitutes healthy food and how it could be accessible to all the world's people. One potential piece of the puzzle is the re-emergence of local food systems in which food is grown, processed, packaged and consumed in the same community. There are lots of great examples of this, including Western farms in Brighton, Tasmania, where food is produced for farmers' markets and restaurants, including their own cafe in Hobart you might like to consider the economic, health, and environmental benefits of local food systems. So, now you've started to think about food security, perhaps the two Chinese characters that make up the word population, that is, a person and an open mouth, make more sense to you. Ultimately, we must balance people and resources. This is a challenge for agribusiness and consumers alike, but one I think we're up for.
4: This is Bill's Pills' big pack of onions. <laughs>
12: So, the demand for accommodation is growing all the time. In order to keep up with the demand, the UK would need about 240,000 new flats and houses a year. It's building less than half of this. That's not just a UK problem. France is building only 330 of the 500,000 new homes needed per annum. Major cities fare worse. London will face a shortfall of over 700,000 homes by 2031. In response to the cost of housing crisis, governments have tried to intervene to help people to buy their own home. In the US, there are schemes like the Federal Home Loan Banks and the Community Reinvestment Act. In the UK, there's help to buy and there are interest-free loans in France. The underlying idea is that people would buy houses if only they had the money. But really, most governments are just crying crocodile tears about high property prices. They know that the bulk of their voters actually like expensive houses a lot. The number of people who want new houses at any time is very small, only 10% or so. In relation to the huge numbers who already have a home and therefore the property owning side of society has a vested interest in seeing the value of homes go up. Creating easy credit doesn't actually make housing more affordable. The real issue is one of supply. If you simply ease credit without increasing supply, you'll just stoke house inflation which is precisely what's happened. It's the same with the big expansion of mortgage lending. You may be able to borrow more, but so can other people. You're all chasing the same limited number of homes, so this just pushes prices up and up. (laughs) You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
1: With bright young things, takes him away to war. Don't Don't fake it, it. saddling with sandal strings.
13: The financial crisis and the Great Recession battered working families and underscored just how bad the country's income and wealth inequality had gotten. Take just one statistic from the scholars Thomas Piketty and Emmanuel Saez. They find that the average incomes of the top 1% in the United States have tripled since the 1980s, whereas the average incomes of the bottom 50% haven't budged. In this climate, during and after the recession, Occupy Wall Street became a full-on social movement. We are the 99% became a rallying cry. Bernie Sanders ended up giving Hillary Clinton a run for her money in the 2016 Democratic primary. The Democratic Socialists of America became one of the fastest growing political parties in the United States, and there was resurgent interest in Marx and Marxism. Social media savvy Occupy types started using the phrase late capitalism to refer to the economy they saw around themselves, and it became a meme. The phrase developed its own funny, ironic meaning distinct from its academic usage. Now it's not just people on the left that use it, it's everywhere. Silicon Valley is a perfect target. Many venture capitalists seem to be funding on-demand startups that create no-benefit, sub-minimum wage jobs. It applies to the absurd goods and services that companies are selling to the richest of the rich. And it applies to brands trying to capitalize on the populist anger and the heated social climate.
3: Ed, what's the name of this uh, radio program that
10: I've been making? I don't know. Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
4: Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Are you sure? Yes. Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
5: We're going to make you cry
3: in college with these $80,000 degrees, that can't even work at Starbucks. All the people who put their money in the stock market and bought all this real estate, 2008, it all went away. Don't let anybody fool you into believing that there's a guarantee, that there's a safe way. The well-trodden path is the scariest way in in my opinion. Right? Because then you just spent the last 80 years of your life doing everything that everybody else told you to do and you never really lived or produced anything unique. If everybody's going this way, go that way.
10: We now know that many of the major social media companies hire individuals called attention engineers who borrow principles from Las Vegas Casino Gambling, among other places, to try to make these products as addictive as possible. In South Korea, Internet addiction is classified along with alcohol, cigarettes, and gambling as an addiction.
12: Um, If somebody carries their phone wherever they go, like they they physically feel anxiety if they they put it down, Um, when they're with their friends and have to have it up the entire time looking at the phone while they're with their friends, you know, when they wake up in the morning and check their phone before they say good morning to the person sleeping next to them, these are problems, this is out of balance. I'm not knocking the phone. What I'm saying is,
3: we have to understand, we have to at least ask ourselves around the world, you here in England, wherever you are, what is it doing to us?
0: me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words
12: and sound. I'll be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a copy production for Cole Radio. It's all about the onions, you know.